You've been selected to receive a complete digital satellite system for free. So this call is regarding your credit card to load on your straight below the six four sir. We'd like to have your credit score and get out of debt. Great. Well, I can help you do that. Like I said, my name is Mrs. Henry. I am Bad media relations can be a lot like telemarketing, and we've all had bad experiences with telemarketers. Right away, the journalist knows they're getting sold to, they probably don't want or don't need what you're selling, and chances are, they're taking the call just as they're about to sit down at dinner. So why do media relations professionals stick to the same old stale script when the chances of it working are somewhere in the range of 1 in 10 billion? Because doing it the right way takes just a little bit more thought, energy, and understanding than the company's trying to sell their message or their overall expertise to the media. Welcome to the first episode of Breakbeat Communications Podcast, Wrong Story Short. Uh, I'm your host, Joe McIntyre, and I'll be guiding you through the only podcast that takes a deep, yet brief dive uh, into why certain marketing communications don't work, can't work, and won't work as constructed. Uh, then we'll take, a, we'll take a look at how some simple adjustments can take the wrong concept, execution, or delivery of marketing and turn it into something that succeeds. On this episode, we're talking about pitching the media. What does the wrong pitch look like? What makes it wrong? Uh, what can we do to make it a story that the media is actually interested in covering? Uh, with me today, I have my colleague, uh, Sarah Promisoff Ross. Hi, Joe. Thanks so much for having me on our first podcast. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, excited to have you on. Uh, so it's good to have you. Been waiting a long time to have this at yeah. Braithwaite yeah. in my long 12 years here. <laughs> so I'm happy that you're bringing this to life. Yeah, sure, sure. So today we're going to talk about media relations, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions that, that maybe our clients or even people in the media or people who aren't familiar with uh, with marketing have about media relations. Um, what are some of those like top things that you think that people don't know about media relations or kind of get wrong about it? So I think the biggest thing is that often when people think of a PR agency, um, they think about people that have the best contacts, that are friends with the media, and they think it's all about those relationships. But what I try to tell clients is that the way that you actually form those relationships and have those media contacts is by creating strong strategic pitches that are really focused on the contents and the topics that these reporters want to hear about. They're timely, they have relevant news hooks. So it's it's with that strategy behind the pitching that you actually create those relationships. So I think that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, I think we, we hear from our clients or even other agencies how important it is to, to have those you know long-lasting relationships. We've known so-and-so at the Inquirer for 20 years. Well, it, the, the way the game has changed so much in PR, that really doesn't even matter anymore, it seems. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I also think there's a really uh, fundamental understanding that you need around the news cycle. Um, when you're pitching print versus TV versus radio, how much lead time you need, um, the best way to piggyback onto a story, um, what's interesting after the fact versus you know before the fact. Um, I also think um, one of the things that we always want our clients to know is um, we're always looking for that only first unique thing. Right. Um, so really trying to set your side, yourself apart by having something unique and different is super important. With that said, I think one of the things that um, a lot of people in PR or young people uh, or even our clients don't understand is how exactly we pitch the media. So one of the things we want to do with this podcast, and I think we're going to be doing it throughout, um, is giving you listeners an, an example of something that 
it's really poorly done. So what's the, the wrong way to, uh, to write a pitch um, and the wrong way to pitch the media? So for this example, uh, we're going to give is not really one of our clients, but we're going to give an example of ABC Corporation. Um, they're a company who uh, is a search engine that connects people to millions of online and offline classes. Um, not a real client that we have, just, just kind of a way to give an example here. So uh, subject, uh, ABC Corporation, CEO available to speak on education. Hello, uh, I represent ABC Corp, uh, a search engine designed to connect people everywhere to millions of online and offline classes and experiences. Born in 2013, ABC Corp has been helping people discover and design the best version of themselves through online education classes. The search engine is designed to be simple, sweeping, self-directed, social, and sincere. It is the only all-encompassing site that covers the world of academics, professional, and personal skills, promoting the pursuit of lifelong learning for everyone. If you ever uh, need anyone to speak on education issues, please feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to make our CEO, Jane Smith, available for you to speak to. Thank you for your time. So that's, that's an example uh, of what we would consider Braithwaite a, a bad pitch. Sarah, can you explain why that was uh, so terrible? Yeah, so um, <laughs> a couple of things. Um, first of all, we need to think, put ourselves in the shoes of the reporter receiving this pitch, uh, whether it's via email um, or on the phone. If that was uh, attempted on the phone, y you probably wouldn't have gotten all the way <laughs> right, through. So right. let's start with it yeah. as an email. Um, there was, first of all, no connection to anything in the beginning that the reporter was uh, currently writing about, interested in, no acknowledgement. So if I was the reporter, I would think he's BCCing me on you know, a, a blanket pitch. Um, I, it took me till the end of the pitch um, to know that um, the, what you were actually pitching. Um, mm -hmm. It was just kind of a bio of the company. Yeah. And for most reporters, it's like, why do I care? Um, so really what I was just getting to, it wasn't personalized, it was too long. Um, and then it was really too focused just on the product itself. Right. Um, we always like to set up you know, the crisis that needs to be solved and the unique solution. And of course, tie into why this reporter cares. So, right. you know, um, if you had a, a, a reporter who had the time to really read through and connect the dots, you might get a shot. Yeah. Um, but if I was a, that reporter, I'd probably glance at this email and never think about it again. Right, and especially today when reporters uh, are either asked to write five stories a day or um, just don't have the time to, to be kind of digging into their 30,000 emails. You really need to be quick and to the point and kind of give them something that they know they can use right away. They, they really don't have the time to be digging into three paragraphs or even two sentences um, of what you might be offering them. They need to know that you have something to give them right away. Yeah, and you know, everyone pitches differently. Um, it's just like everyone has a different sales process. Um, mm -hmm. But I think what's important, um, and I think what we do here mostly, is we say, let's send an email, a short, succinct email pitch and follow up with a call. Yep. Because we know that these reporters are getting hundreds, thousands of emails. So at least give them that call to make sure that they got it, see if they're interested. And at that point, you have that quick five-second shot you know, to right. make your case, so yeah. make it good. Yeah. So speaking of good ways to, to write a pitch, why don't we have you read um, this exact same pitch, um, pitching the exact same company, um, pitching the exact same idea, but done in a way that's targeted to that specific reporter with some information that they can use. Great. So the subject of this pitch is uh, regarding your recent article on the education gap. Hi, Laura. Caught your article from Tuesday on the education gap in America and have a cool story idea I thought you'd be interested as a way to follow up. 
According to a recent study from the Jenkins Group, nearly half of the 1.6 million college students graduating this year will never read a book again. In a world where the speed of information has never been faster and new skills are constantly needed to survive in a competitive job market, this is a sobering statistic. That's why one startup founder is trying to change the way people view learning. Jane Doe, CEO of ABC Corp, a search engine for online and offline classes, will spend the month of June taking 30 classes in 30 days. From marketing classes to education classes to even pole dancing classes, Jane will embark on this quest to promote lifelong learning and to share her experiences with the world. Rather than a month where learning stops, Jane would like to make June Lifelong Learning Month. I thought you might be interested in speaking to Jane about this endeavor and talk to her about why continuing education is so important. Let me know if you'd be interested in having a conversation and I can set something up. All right, so why, I think most people would think right away that that's a lot more interesting of a pitch, uh, a lot more interesting to hear from someone, but kind of what are the qualities that, that make it more interesting and why would a reporter be um, more inclined to write something about uh, ABC Corp using that pitch versus the first one? So it actually starts with the subject line. So Mm -hmm. you immediately created a connection showing the reporter that you're actually reading what she's writing. Um, Then um, you quickly got into a really sobering, interesting statistic that would make anyone alarmed to hear. Half of people that graduate college are never going to read a book again. You know, May is really a month where learning is celebrated. Everyone's talking about graduating. You hear about commencement speeches all the time. So you're really setting up June as the month where learning dies. And you have this really strong statistic behind it. So again, you've created this problem, and now you're about to present the solution. So it's much more interesting now that you can talk about this commitment to lifelong education. Um, So you're really setting up this problem-solution scenario, and there's actually an invitation involved. Uh, The CEO, Jane, is about to take 30 classes in 30 days. Now, we offered Jane to speak to the reporter, but there may also be interest in following along with one of these classes, learning more. It really opened up a variety of ways the reporter could cover this. Right, and even... Like we said with the stat, you're already kind of doing their job for them. You're giving them information that whether they want to talk to Jane or not, uh, you're giving them that statistic and offering uh, ABC Corp um, as a way for the reporter to find out about how people are not learning after college and kind of what those issues are, whether they want to follow along with with Jane's progress or not. So, So just letting the reporter know that you're giving them some information that they can use and also listening and reading to what they're they're writing and, and saying on the news, whether it be TV or, or print, um, shows that you actually care about them and you're not just wasting their time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you, you mentioned earlier, uh, a lot of people have their own personal pitching styles. I know I have mine. What what kind of was, what's your way to, to go about pitching the media? Well, first of all, I, I really like to treat the media as peers. Um, you know, a lot of us at Braithwaite were former journalists, so we know what it's like to sit on the other side, be the one receiving that call or that email. Um, but I really like to, to consider the journalists peers, friends, and treat them as such. Um, I think it's really important to keep the emails short, casual, to the point. Right. Um, and, you know, once I call and follow up, Um, It's not just having that one pitch that they might be interested in, but really um, creating a long-lasting relationship. So after that, I think it's important to really stay on top of what they're writing, how their beat may change, um, let them know when you're 
um, interested in one of the stories they're writing. Yeah. Um, not whether a, you're pitching them or whether not. Whether you're pitching yeah. or not. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's important to not always be selling something. Just right. your story really impacted me. Yeah. You know, um, those are the things that, the little things that I think make a difference with the reporters in your space. Yeah. For me, it's a lot of the same things. I think at Braithwaite, there's a lot of former journalists here. So we're all kind of, we've all been on that receiving end of calls. Um, and for me, whenever I'm contacting a reporter, whether I'm calling or emailing, um, it's always, I always try to keep it to three sentences or less. Try to get right to the point, be really short, really brief. Um, and like we did in our pitch, I, I like to always reference an article that they wrote within like, the past week, just to show them that like, I know that this is the right beat, this is the right pitch for them. Um, I'm not just blasting this out to a bunch of random reporters. I actually read their stuff and know that they'd be interested in, in covering this. So um, for me, it's the shorter the better and just letting them know that you're, you're listening and reading. Yeah, you know, I would leave our listeners with this. Um, there are going to be times when it's hard to figure out who is that right reporter. Right. Um, it's not always so cut and dry. Um, you can always call the news desk, the editorial desk, yep. and say, I have a question. This is the story topic. Can you help direct me to the right person? Yep. Um, you know, someone's always manning the desk. There's a 24-7 news cycle. So sometimes it's okay to ask for a little help to make yep. sure that you get to that right person. Then once you know who it is, figure out exactly what they write about and make sure you're making that connection. Yeah, they'd prefer you not waste someone's time by calling the wrong people, but just call an editor and they'll direct you to the right person right, all exactly. the time. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that's uh, that's pretty much all we had to talk about today, Sarah. Thanks for joining me on the uh, the first episode of Wrong Story Short. Thanks for having me. I hope you'll consider having me back. Uh, I will consider it. Uh, you're <laughs> on our list of guests uh, that we potentially will have in the future, so uh, our agents and our people will be reaching out to you. <sighs> all right, I will wait by the phone <laughs> with bated breath. <laughs> all right, everyone, thanks for joining us uh, the first thanks episode so of Braithwaite's Wrong Story Short. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. To find